We're going to be in um, 1 Corinthians uh, this afternoon, 1 Corinthians 12. Um, I just really want to start, really, with picking up um, something that Steph said even even uh, before the notices. Um, and actually, Steph didn't know the ins and outs, the details of what I was going to be talking about. But actually, I just want to um, kind of reiterate that call um, to the singers. Um, singers, you have a fantastic gift. Um, and and uh, I think very often you don't understand how much it can impact and how much it can pierce hearts and it can elevate and lift those of us that don't particularly have a fantastic voice. Um, I can sing, but I'm not gifted at singing. Um, and this afternoon, um, it'll all become clear um, why I'm saying this, but I just want to reiterate that call that actually, if God's gifted you with something, please, please, please step out in it. Please, because we need, we need to hear hear that. We need to feel that um, as a body. Um, So I'm going to be talking about um, the body of Christ. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, if you want to turn there in your Bibles. Um, The words aren't going to come up behind me. But just to give you a bit of background, really, so Paul's written this letter to um, the Corinthian church, um, and he spends essentially the first sort of ten chapters, really, if you read it, um, basically telling them off, telling them, don't do this, don't do this, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. And then towards the end of the book, towards from about chapter 11 onwards, he starts to instruct them in good patterns, in good ways, in healthy ways of living, what they should and shouldn't do, and what is right and what is appropriate. And in, in in the previous couple of chapters, he's looked at um, head coverings, he's looked at communion, so the breaking of bread and um, the drinking of the wine, um, and he's looked at spiritual gifts. Um, and now where we're going to jump in, we're going to jump in at the body of Christ. So what we need to remember is that we've come off the back of spiritual gifts and how, as a body, we then work that out amongst ourselves, how we then bring our gifts or the gifts that God's given us into the body and how we use them hence it all starts to make sense when you start looking at singers and the impact that they have across the church and it's not just singers it's anyone that's gifted in a particular area you have an impact across the church Um, and so we're going to pick up in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Um, I'm just going to read the first verse of chapter 12 because if you like it sets us up for the whole chapter Um, so it says now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, and he's referring to sisters there as well, I do not want you to be uninformed, which basically means everything now after this he's going to start informing us about. And he hits spiritual gifts in the first few verses. We aren't going to go too deeply into those um, today, although that's another sermon. We did do a series on gifts of the Spirit and um, fruit of the Spirit, which you can download from online. Um, and if you want to hear more about that, read up more about that. Um, but we're going to then jump in at verse 12. So I'm going to read from verse 12, uh, and I'm going to read through to verse 27. Um, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. 
If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would, the sense of, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weak are indispensable. And on those parts um, of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may be the same, uh, may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, we pray that as we look at your words, Lord, we would capture afresh, Lord, the glorious image that it is that you're, you're painting for us. Lord, the picture of us, your church as a body, as your body. Lord, we pray, God, that that truth would just hit us again. Lord, that as we uh, consider, Lord, the gifts that we have, Lord, and how the impact that we can have on the body um, wider than just ourselves, wider than just our circle, Lord Jesus, we pray, God, that you would hit us afresh, Lord, with this amazing truth, this incredible truth, Lord, that we are, are brought into something incredible. And now, Lord, we are part of your body. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So first things first. Well, in the first few verses there, um, you might be thinking, well, you know, what is it to be part of this body? Well, the, if you like, the gateway into the body or to become a member of the body, you have to be, as he mentions in verse 13, um, baptized into one body. And there is a process to get into the body. And it's the process of salvation. It's the process of giving your life to Jesus. The fact that Jesus was a man who lived a perfect life, um, who died on a cross for our sin, for our wrongdoing, for the offense that we caused against God, and then rose again to, to, to raise us to new life in him. It's that, it's that image that, if you like, is the gateway. It's when you say, do you know what, Jesus, I accept your death on the cross for my sin. It's at that point you come into this body. You become a part of something wider than just yourself. Um, and from here, um, it, it, it would seem that we're called to then use our giftings within the church. We're used to use our giftings um, as, as, if you like, uh, acts of service or, or acts that God empowers us to do for one another. That seems to be what he's talking about here. Um, it's important at this stage that we just think a little bit about the difference between gifting and character. It's really important that we strike that balance because he's talking in this passage about gifting. He's talking about the things that we do in and amongst the church as opposed to necessarily our character, which is more about who we are, which is more about the, the, the spirit that we're cultivating um, within ourselves. Um, so gifting, if you like, is actually a, it's a gift of grace. It's not necessarily um, according to what you've done. And um, so the Bible says that actually God 
dispenses gifts as he sees fit, according to his will. It's not necessarily according to how well you've done. It's not necessarily according to how worthy you are. Which means, actually, at that point, we can see that gifting can be, somebody can have an incredible gifting in something. They might be an incredible singer. God might have gifted them in that way. um, But actually, perhaps there's something in their character that doesn't quite line up. They don't quite know how to then exercise that in the body. Um, And actually, they may turn away um, and use it for uh, another use or another benefit to other than benefiting those around us. Um, But the call on us um, is that our character should match our gifting, which is why we always look for character first, because actually it's in those quiet places, it it, it means that we're people of integrity, that actually our character measures up to who we say we are. And at that point, we can then exercise our gift in a way that blesses those around us. Um, I want to try and illustrate this. Um, When I was younger... I had one of these. Um, now, I'm going to need two volunteers. Okay, I'm going to need two volunteers. Okay, so I've got Melody and Wing coming then down the front. Now, now you're a Sarli, so I know how you, you know how to use this. Um, okay, first things first. I'd like one of you to stand here. And I would like the other one of you to stand here. Come stand here. Great. Okay. Now, if I say Melody... Here is a Nerf gun. Shoot it as you want. Anywhere. You've got to load it first. Okay. Was that it? Try again, try again. Pull it back. Go on. Nice, nice, nice. Good shot. Okay. All right. Now, you might want to stand back a little bit. I mean, if I give this to you, and you stand back a little bit, and I say, okay, Owen, um, shoot Melody. Oh. oh, it didn't quite happen. Whoa! Okay, 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 okay. A wonder, one, wonderful. Thank you. Get a round of applause for my two wonderful volunteers. Right. We'll pick up the bullets in a minute. Um, okay, I know I shouldn't advocate shooting brothers and sisters, but anyway, um, or at least other one, each other. But anyway, um, not sorry. The point is, if if we if we have purpose or we have a direction, then actually what it allows us to do is actually be much more effective in what we're trying to do. Um, that's that's the point that should have been made, um, rather than actually shooting each other. Um, so, for instance, Melody, I didn't necessarily give her a choice. She could have done whatever she wanted. And if we have gifting without character, that can often be how we are. We're just kind of firing things off all over the place. We don't really have um, much kind of care or attention for what we're saying, for what we're doing, for who we're impacting and occasionally who we're hurting. Um, Whereas actually, as soon as you give somebody direction, then if you're like, Arween provides the character, and he provides the aim and the direction for his gifting to then be discharged. And at that point, it's much more insightful. It's much more specific um, in what it's trying to achieve. Um, So I know, a little time and trick. I hope uh, you uh, get that. Okay, and so moving on. So when we're talking about us as a body... um, I'm going to uh, need, well, just one volunteer, first of all, um, to illustrate what Paul's saying. Um, So uh, one volunteer, if you could stick your hand up now. Dan Hayter. No, don't worry, you're not going to get shot again, it's fine. Um, 
Dan Hater, come on over. So who can tell me what this is? An ear. An ear. It's a wonderfully drawn ear. Great. Dan, if you hold that, um, and just go and stand over there. Um, now, obviously, an ear doesn't necessarily have any eyes. So actually, Dan, if you turn around and face the curtain. Great. How many fingers am I holding up? Ah, oh, shame. Three. Okay, so Dan is an ear, but because he's an ear, he can't necessarily see what's going on. So at this point, Dan needs a friend. He needs an... Right, so who's going to come and be our eye? Pete Mansfield, go on. Perfect. So if you take our eye, and you go and stand next to Dan Hayton, obviously you can see things. Um, so, so you can look at me. So now if I say to Mr. Ear, Dan Hayter, if I say, how many fingers am I holding up? Well, he can turn to his eye and say, how many fingers is he holding up? <laughs> and Dan says three, because now he has an eye that can help him. Suppose I was to say to Mr. Eye and Mr. Ear, can you go and grab me a pen? Well, they can't move anywhere because they don't necessarily have a... Right, you get the idea. This is exactly what Paul's talking about. It's not rocket science. Like, this is exactly what he's saying, that actually we are the body of Christ, and actually we're given as members to, 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 to carry out uh, gifts of service. Um, so who's going to be my foot? Max, I know, come on. You need to go and stand with the other members, otherwise that's a little bit messy. Okay, so now if I, go, if, now if I ask them to go find a pen, then they can wander off and find a pen. Um, however, they can't pick it up because they don't have a... And so it goes on and on, right? We can keep going with this all day because the different members of the body prove to us different functions. They give us different things to do. They give us different opportunities and different um, stuff that we're looking to do. And just in the same way, the church is the body of Christ. Okay, great. Um, you guys can um, sit down. Round of Wonderful. Thank you. Fantastic. Okay. Um, and so moving on. Um, it this answers a really common problem, um, that when somebody comes to church and they say, I'm not entirely sure that I necessarily fit in here, I'm not, I don't necessarily feel like I have much in common, I don't do the same things, I don't like the same stuff as these people, or, or you, or whatever. To be honest, that's kind of Paul's point, is that actually every one of us is different. Every one of us performs a different function in the body of Christ. It says in verse 18, but as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. That's the point. You're not supposed to think like somebody else. You're not supposed to have the same gifts. You're not supposed to bring the same contribution. Um, a setting that I'm often in, uh, well, as weekly actually, um, is, is a leaders meeting. So as elders, we meet together. Um, and actually within that meeting, it would be a pretty short meeting if we all turned up and somebody said, I've got a great idea, let's, let's go with this. And everybody went, yep, 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 yep. Brilliant. And that's it. And then we all go home. The problem is, unless there's somebody challenging or somebody bringing a different point of view, we're not functioning as a body. We're just trying to all be the same thing. And that's where actually the diversity that we have, the diversity that God has given us in the gifts and by his grace actually come into, to, comes into real effect. And now it might be that at this point you think to yourself as, well, okay, but I'm not a particularly impressive part of the body. Well, don't worry. 
Paul answers us there too. If we move down to verse 22, he says, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. Now, I, I, I have known this to be true in my own body, and I'll use that as an illustration. Um, I, a few months ago, I went to the doctors, um, and it turns out that I'm losing my hearing. I know to some of you that won't come as a huge surprise, um, but um, I'm starting to lose my hearing. And the problem is, I have an ear canal, I have an eardrum, I have an inner ear canal. Um, I have everything that's needed in order to, e- to hear, except for some little microscopic hairs that are right inside a bit of my ear, um, which is called the corti. There you go. Um, and basically, without those little bits of hair, they don't feel vibrations, and I can't f- hear certain pitches, certain tones, certain volumes, and things like that. And so basically, as those hairs, if you like, collapse, it disappears. And now you might think, well, they're microscopic hairs. They don't, can't really be that important. But actually, I have everything else in my ear. I've got everything good to go but those little hairs. And as they continue to deteriorate, my hearing, well, the doctors say, will continue to degenerate. And actually, you can come to church and you can think to yourself, well, I'm not particularly impressive. I don't really do much. I'm pretty microscopic in the scale of things. I just do, you know, say hi to somebody and do this and do that. But actually, like, everything else is in place. Without that part, the body doesn't function. Without that part, the church doesn't work. Because God's, God's a portion and God's gifted you in that area to then perform that function that enables us to hear, enables us to reach people, enables us to do whatever it is that God's called us to do. Um, and so, moving on. What do we do with this? Well, I feel there's a couple of applications. Um, one is the call on us to pursue our gifts. Um, the, the call on us to actually believe that God has gifted us in certain areas. We're not talking necessarily about character. We're talking about gifting. We're talking about the things God's called us to do. Um, so it might be that you seek God, pray about it. Ask him, God, what have you gifted me with? Who have you surrounded me with? Who can I serve? The gifts that he's given us, their primary function is to serve one another. And so, God, who have you placed around me that I can serve? And then secondly, it might be that you say, well, actually, I don't fit into this body. I don't necessarily feel like I fit. And I would say there's two categories of people for who that might be true. If you're a believer and you say, I don't necessarily think I fit in the body, I'd say, actually, from the plain reading of this text, that's just not possible. I mean, I've known people that have left churches because they, don't, they say they don't fit. But actually, that's not possible. I think there might be two uh, explanations. One, um, maybe that it's almost like you're trying to fit the wrong gift. It's almost like you're trying to be something else. You're trying to, hey, do you know what? Dan's got a fantastic mind, theologically brilliant. I want to be like that. And in one respect, that's really honorable and really good. And at that point, you know, if that's your calling, then yes, get alongside somebody like Dan. Learn from them, pray with them, study with them. Do the things that you need to do in order to do that. But if that's not you... You can't try and shoehorn it in. You can't try and squash it into the box and try and make it fit because it just doesn't fit. Um, and then secondly, perhaps you're 
perhaps your focus, and I mean this with all love and respect, perhaps your focus is not necessarily the service of others. Perhaps you want that gift or you desire that gift because of the status it brings, because of what it means, because of what it looks like on the surface, when actually, I, I think, you know, like, if we're to actually investigate this and, and your, our focus is inward, it's completely the wrong focus. Our gifts are meant to be for the giving to the body. Our gifts are meant to be for blessing one another. The, they're, they're, they're sacrificial gifts, which means you need to find a grace to give. You need to find the grace to do that. Um, and second of all, um, it might be that you're an unbeliever and you're here and you don't believe in Jesus and you're saying, do you know what? I don't feel like I fit in the body. Well, I would say that's true. You don't fit in the body because if you haven't given your life to Jesus, right back at the beginning of this passage, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you haven't taken that step. You haven't elsewhere in the Bible, it says we become a part of his body. You haven't become a part of his body. And so I would encourage you, you need to do that. Just as Sally encouraged you this afternoon, you need, you need to take that step to believe God. Um, and finally, I just want to say that I am so impacted by a whole multitude of diversity of gifts across the church. And, you know, from, you know, people cooking us meals when Alana was born. I mean, we had, we had, we had a couple come around um, and clean our house for the first month. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. And these are gifts that people don't even know they have. They just do it because they love. They do it because that's what God's called them to do. And they just give. And it's incredible to see the blessing of God. And I'm so blessed by so many people, by their example, and how they pursue God in it. And I just want to finish, really, by right at the end of this passage. Um, so if we skip a few verses... Um, Paul says, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. I don't want to get into the high, what the hierarchical gifts thing, higher gifts, lower gifts. The point is, God, Paul says, earnestly seek them. And so actually there is a point at which we can come and we can pursue God for the gifts. We can open our heart and say, God, we just come, gift me with, with, with this, gift me with that. We can come and we can seek God for that. And so at this point, what I'd like you to do, I'd love us to stand. Um, I'd love the band to come back up. Um, we are running very short of time. Um, I want to just say kind of in closing that actually the, the gifts of the Spirit, we often narrow it, especially in our kinds of churches, if I can say that, um, to a few kind of expressive gifts, if you like. But actually, the gifts that God gives by his grace are so multifaceted. They're so diverse. Um, I'm going to read a list of 24 gifts, and this is just from the New Testament. This is just gifts that I've picked, um, and there are loads more in the New Testament. I mean, we, we don't even get to God gifting Samson with strength to kill armies, right? We, you know, I mean, this is diverse stuff. This is massive. Um, but I'm just going to read um, just a list of 24. And just if any of them just just grab you, or God, God just reawakens something of, a, of your heart for that particular gift, or you feel like at some point you put that gift aside, or you shelved it, um, I'm just going to read it. 
um, and then I'm going to hand over to the band. Um, and it might be that you want to uh, break bread with somebody. You might want to encourage somebody in the next few songs um, and just encourage them. Perhaps you've experienced a gift that they have and how they've blessed you. I would just encourage you, just go and say, hey, can we break bread and wine together because you've really blessed me in this way. And just encourage them in it. We can all do that. We can all do that. Some of us have a gift of encouragement, but we can all encourage one another in our gifts. Um, And so um, I'm just going to read that now. So word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues or languages, um, helping, administration, service, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy, apostleship, evangelism, pastoral guidance, grace, willingness to face martyrdom, intercession, hospitality, and on and on the list goes. Lord, we pray that we would be a church, Lord, that encounters your gifts. Lord, and we wouldn't just shelve it, Lord, but Lord, we would exercise those gifts in and amongst and through the body. Lord Jesus, that we would encourage one another with the gifts that you've blessed us with. And that, Lord, we would really step out, Lord Jesus, and believe that as we use our gifts, Lord, you use them to impact lives. Lord, we thank you for your grace that makes this all possible. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you've blessed us with every spiritual blessing, Lord. And we just, we just say, Lord, the, the, the gifts that you've apportioned to us, Lord, we don't want to hold on to them. Lord, this isn't a selfish thing, Lord Jesus. We want to be those that bless and impact wider than ourselves. Lord, wider than just who we are. Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, would you stir our hearts again to faith, Lord, to believe you for the gifts that you've apportioned to us, Lord, and that we would begin to exercise them in the church. In Jesus' name.